This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Please be sure to subscribe and share with friends and family. To help support this ministry, please visit walkwiththeking.org forward slash donate. Thank you for listening. All right, thank you very much. And hello again, radio friends. How in the world are you? Doing all right? Oh, I trust so. Bless your heart. Some of you, of course, may have struck a rough day. And if so, look up and say, Lord Jesus, see me through this one. And he will. For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. My good friend Merv Rozelle, a great evangelist and missionary heart for God, years ago told the story of an old man in the church he served during his student days. He said the dear old man got his syllables mixed up, and he would quote the verse and say, He'll never sake me nor forleave me. (laughs) Well, however you put it, (laughs) however you put it, it's still true, isn't it? Jesus is faithful. If we believe not, that means if you run out of faith, like a housewife runs out of sugar, haven't got any more left. If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. Oh, great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee, thou changest not. Thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. Great is thy faithfulness. Hallelujah. You can trust God even if you've struck a rough day. Somebody needs that. Go ahead and trust him and he'll see you through. You and I have been looking at the ninth chapter of Mark. Our Lord Jesus has just pronounced the secret of greatness. He adds something about little children. It's interesting to me that our Lord Jesus Christ puts great truths in juxtaposition one next to the other, without any seeming rhyme or reason, but their greatness is immediately evident, and they are connected. Greatness is connected with service and humility. Verse 35, greatness is also connected, and this is by implication, with concern for the little child. Whoso shall receive one of such children in my name receiveth me. He took him, it says, in his arms. Our Lord Jesus must have been a wonderful person because the children loved him, and they loved to be loved by him. He, When he had taken him in his arms, he said, Whosoever shall receive one of such children in my name receiveth me. How much of a heart do you have for little kids? We all love the little kids that belong to us. But I'm talking now about children. One of such children. This was a child that was not related in any way to the Lord Jesus, evidently a member of the family in the house where he was then seated, and uh, he spoke lovingly of that child. Do you have a heart for the little children? I'll tell you why I'm mentioning this. In a world such as ours, it is increasingly important that you win all the children you can to the Lord Jesus Christ early in life. The impacts that are made before a child reaches the age of seven are those that remain with that individual throughout his or her life. Oh, reach the children for Christ. I'm so grateful that I was brought to trust the Lord Jesus when I was not quite six years old as a little boy living in Cleveland, Ohio. As I've often told you, we lived in a basement flat at 18th and Euclid there in Cleveland, and we went to a little store-building church that was presided over by a man who later became 
the home superintendent in his denomination, the Christian and Missionary Alliance. H.E. Nelson was his name, and he was this little boy's pastor. And my father was Sunday school superintendent and janitor of that little fledgling church, store-building church on Cedar Avenue in Cleveland. And one Sunday night when the pastor was preaching the gospel, I felt that I was a sinner and I needed to be saved. And I went to that prayer bench and there my father kneeling on one side of me and Pastor Nelson on the other, praying with me and helping me to trust the Savior. I became a Christian boy. I gave Jesus Christ the right to control my life. No, I didn't have an adult awareness of of uh, being a Christian. I had a child's awareness of trusting a loving Savior. But I grew, and knowledge of him has continued through the years, and I'm still learning, just as you are, his wonders, his grace, his love. And his blessed indwelling Holy Spirit is ministering to my heart as I grow. Yes, have some concern, will you, for the little children, and win all of them that you can to the Lord Jesus Christ. Child evangelism is important. Jesus said so. Well, now we come to verse 38, and this is an interesting passage. The, the, the package of truth goes from verse 38 right straight on through verse 50. And obviously, we won't get through it today because time will run out on us, but we'll start anyway. John answered him and said, Now, why bring this up? Jesus said, Whosoever will receive one of such children of mine and receiveth me. And John answered and said, Master, We saw somebody casting out demons in your name, and he followeth not us. And we forbade him, because he followeth not us. Well, now, what's the point there? They were upset, evidently, because whoever it was was using the name of the Lord Jesus in exorcising evil spirits, and uh, the disciples said, no, they didn't, they didn't like that. And so uh, they, they said, don't you do that. You aren't part of our group. And uh, they, they, they forbade him. Exclusiveness took over. Luke has the same story. Luke nine forty nine, Master, we saw one casting out demons in your name, and we forbade him because he followeth not with us. Jesus said, Forbid him not, for he that is not against us is for us. And over and back over in Mark again now, the way Mark records it, Forbid him not, for there is no man which shall do a miracle in my name that can likely speak evil of me, for he that is not against us is on our part. Now we think about this for a minute. First of all, What really happened there? He followeth not us. We told him, you can't do this because you're not part of of our group. Followeth not us means our group. Many years ago, I was in a certain part of our world. I won't identify the part nor the group because it's really nobody's business and many years have passed. But the truth is still there and I want to share it with you. I spoke to this man And he said, you know, I'm sorry that you came out here uh, on the mission field 
because you are cooperating with the people that I'm standing against. Well, I said, look, uh, we're winning a lot of souls to Christ and we're channeling them back into your congregations and your churches. Yes, he said, I know that. But he said, the only reason I'm out here is because I disagree with these people. And if you break down that disagreement, I don't have any reason for being out here. Well, you know, Bob Cook, how tactful I am. I looked at him. I said, brother, I thought you were out here to win souls. <laughs> and that was the end of that conversation. Oh, that's terrible, isn't it? I'm sorry, but not much. <laughs> well, anyhow. See, exclusiveness is everywhere in human nature. We have certain clubs. You can't get into them because you're not either the right amount of money or the right color or the right something or other. Well, we had it when we were boys and girls. Did you have a club when you were a, a child? Uh, we belonged. I belonged to some kind of a club. I forget the name of it. And uh, and we hung around together, and, and it was our gang, you know, five or six little dirty-faced boys of age eight or nine or ten or whatever it was. That's, that was our club. Well... And I know my wife, my dear wife, Corrine, said that she had a, a, a club of neighbor girls, and uh, they had an acronym for it. It was called Oranges. You know what that stood for? It stood for Our Ready and Noble Gathering Every Saturday. <laughs> and on Saturday mornings, they'd get together in the in the loft of the barn out, out behind uh, uh, the house where Grandpa and Grandpa and, and Grandma Nilsson lived in Chicago and they would they would have a little something to eat and they would have their meeting and they would pay their dues which they promptly spent for candy <laughs> clubs well kids do it but grown-ups do too and so we say you can't come in here this is our group we 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 don't want you in here this is our group he followeth not us have you thought recently about the fact that the Lord Jesus came to break down those lines of, of, of distinction? There is neither Jew nor Greek, bond nor free, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but all are one in Christ Jesus. Paul said, you remember that passage? There is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision or uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond, nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Greek nor Jew, that's national. Circumcision or uncircumcision, that's religious. Barbarian or Scythian, that is cultural. Bond or free, that is societal. Christ is all and in all. He came to break down those, those barriers. And the closer you get to the Lord Jesus, the less use you will have for exclusiveness. Now, immediately someone's going to say, well, Brother Cook, now don't, don't lead us into compromise. Somebody denies the inspiration of the Scriptures and the virgin birth of Christ and the need of the new birth. How can I, how can I cooperate with him? I didn't say that you could cooperate with him. I'm simply saying exclusiveness that keeps people out tends also to keep them from the Savior. You want to think about that? If you specialize in keeping people out of your group, there's not going to be much chance of there being one to Christ. 
And I don't mean you should compromise on the verities of the faith and the inspiration of the Word of God and the deity of Christ and the need of the new birth and the personality and work of the Holy Spirit. I think I'm straight on those doctrines, brethren, just as many of you are. But I think there's room, isn't there, for having a big heart for people who may be being used of God, as Jesus said these strangers were, who may be being used of God while not belonging to our group. And he follows not us. That involves, he doesn't follow our methods. Now, just to be honest about it, I wouldn't feel comfortable using the methods that some other dear uh, children of our Heavenly Father use. I really wouldn't. But see, I don't have to. You don't have to use the other person's methods. You just do what God told you to do. He followeth not us. He doesn't use our methods. Well, he doesn't have to. It's quite a thought, isn't it? (laughs) We'll pick this up the next time we get together. Dear Father, give us room in our hearts for other people who are serving thee. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Till I meet you once again by way of radio, walk with the King today and be a blessing.